Welcome back to Ethically Sourced, a weekly supplement to the Black Doctors podcast where I talk about clinical medical ethics, healthcare disparities, and diversity and inclusion. It's currently February, which is commonly known as Black History Month, and over the next couple of episodes, I'll actually talk about topics that are relevant to the history of race in healthcare and healthcare disparities, the underlying ideology or source for these problems that so many people still suffer from. Today I'm talking about the story of Henrietta Lacks. It's one of the more common stories that you may hear about or read about when it comes to healthcare disparities and it comes to the healthcare system doing wrong by people of color, by black and African Americans. This story is told in the book, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. It's published by uh, Rebecca Sklute, and it really does tell her story. Later on in 2017, HBO and uh, Harpo Film Studios actually produced a movie based upon the book, and it starred Oprah Winfrey. I'll briefly tell you her story, uh, but highly recommend reading more about her Back in 1951, there was a young mother of five. Her name was Henrietta Lacks, and she visited the John Hopkins Hospital. At the time, she was complaining of vaginal bleeding. Upon examination, they discovered a large malignant tumor on her cervix. Back then, the Johns Hopkins Hospital was one of the few hospitals in Baltimore that treated poor African Americans. As medical records show, Mrs. Lacks began undergoing treatment with radium, Uh, This was a standard of care back in the day for the cervical cancer. And it's pretty much the best medical treatment available at the time for the disease. A sample of her cancer cells was retrieved during a routine biopsy and was sent to a nearby tissue lab. For years, uh, the physician running this lab, he was a prominent cancer and virus researcher, and he'd been collecting cells from patients whenever they came to John Hopkins Hospital with cervical cancer. But each sample died quickly in his laboratory. He soon discovered that Mrs. Lack's cells were unlike the other cells that he'd harvested. Whereas the other cells would die shortly thereafter, after the harvest, her cells would double every 20 to 24 hours, even to today. So these cells were nicknamed the HeLa cells. Those are the first two letters of her first and last names. And those cells have been used in research to study the effects of toxins, drugs, hormones, viruses, uh, how cancer cells grow. All of this is done without having to experiment on human beings or, or human bodies. And ultimately, they played a crucial role in the development of the polio vaccine. Mrs. Lacks actually passed away way back in October of uh, 1951 at the young age of 31. So very shortly after she first presented to Hopkins for her treatment. However, her cells still continue to impact the world that we live in. Among the important discoveries of the last century was this immortal human cell line, the Gila Henrietta Lacks cell line. It's remarkably durable and prolific. Although these were the first cells that they found were easily shared and multiplied in the laboratory setting, Johns Hopkins themselves, the hospital system, never really sold or profited from the discovery or distribution of the cells and actually doesn't own the rights to the cell line. They actually offered them freely and widely for scientific research across the country or even across the world. 
Over the past several decades, the cell lines contributed to many medical breakthroughs, including studies dealing with zero gravity in outer space, the development of polo vaccine, as previously mentioned, the study of leukemia, acquired immune de- immunodeficiency syndrome, or, or AIDS virus, and cancer. Although uh, many other cell lines are in use today, the HeLa cells have supported advances in most fields of medical research in the years since they were first isolated. The book, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, tells a story and it points to several important bioethical issues, such as informed consent, medical records, privacy, autonomy, communications with uh, tissue donors and research participants. So Johns Hopkins and researchers and bioethicists worldwide have learned a great deal from examination of the issues raised in the misuse of Ms. Lack's uh, body tissues. In 2013, Johns Hopkins actually worked with members of the family and the National Institutes of Health to help set up an agreement that requires scientists to receive permission to use Henrietta Lacks' genetic blueprint or to use these HeLa cells in NIH-funded research. The committee that decides who can and cannot use HeLa cells actually includes two members of the Lacks family. The medical research community has also made significant strides to improve research practices, thanks in part to this tragic story. Different ethical issues, such as informed consent, have been amended since then. At the time, there was no established practice for informing or obtaining consent from cell or tissue donors. This has since changed. Back then, it was also common practice at Johns Hopkins and other hospitals to collect tissue samples from surgical cancer patients, regardless of of race or socioeconomic status. But now... You know, that requires research and the oversight of an institutional review board at at every hospital. When it came to using patient cells for research, there were no local or national regulations on the use of cells in research. Currently, those fall under strict institutional review board guidelines. Back in the 1950s, patients did not have the right to see or retain a copy of their medical records. And there weren't any state or federal laws that prohibited sharing medical records that uh, provided information or or were used in connection with research. There are now laws against this. And of course, uh, back then, segregation was very real. And there were very few hospitals at the time treating black or African-American patients. Now, uh, thankfully, that has changed, although we do still suffer from the effects of healthcare disparities that are a byproduct of the discrimination, the segregation, and the the slavery that was encountered um, during the early days of this country. Now, the Johns Hopkins uh, Institution does seek to right some of the wrongs that were, were done back in the past and have worked to honor the legacy of Ms. Henrietta Lacks. They've worked with the family since 2010 and been able to develop a series of programs to recognize and honor Henrietta Lacks and her extraordinary contribution to clinical research and the advancement of health throughout the world. These programs include scholarships, engagement with local schools, and an annual symposium. The Johns Hopkins Institute for Clinical and Translational Research actually hosts two annual Henrietta Lacks symposiums, one of which brings together researchers in the community to discuss ethics and medical research and how they can effectively work together. The second event or symposium that they arrange each year is an annual Henrietta Lacks High School Symposium that brings together Baltimore City youth 
to Johns Hopkins to spend a day learning about biomedical research and ethics. There's also the Henrietta Lacks East Baltimore Health Scientist Scholarship, which provides $10,000 for a college scholarship to students graduating from a local high school. And there's also the Henrietta Lacks Memorial Award, which offers $15,000 to highlight the importance of community university collaborations to recognize, support, and promote exceptional programs developed jointly by the university and local community groups. The story of Ms. Henrietta Lacks is incredibly eye-opening to the discrimination, the mismanaged care, or the lack of care that so many Black Americans and non-white Americans had to face and still face in some aspects to this day. Thankfully, things are much more transparent now, and we're able to move forward and learn from the mistakes of the past, because if we don't learn from these mistakes, then we are doomed to repeat them. If you're interested in learning more about this story, I do encourage you to read the book, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. You can also watch it on on, on film, again, starring uh, Oprah Winfrey. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Ethically Sourced. If you like what you heard, please uh, subscribe, leave a comment leave a review, and share with somebody that you think could benefit from hearing this as well. Tune in next week where I'll discuss another significant topic related to the field of healthcare disparities and racism in medicine.